from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, TCS Live fam. I want to thank you all for joining me for another episode of the TCS Live show right here on the Edify Network. I am so excited. I'm always excited to speak to you guys and just talk about what the Lord's put on my heart. Um, I'm excited because this this episode focuses on something that I think a lot of people deal with, ask me questions about all the time, and it, it, it centers around being sure of what God has asked you to do with your life. I, I, I probably get this question more than any, any other question. It, what, what does God want me to do and how do you know when you're hearing him the right way? And so we're going to dive deep into that. But before I get into that topic, I want to tell you I'm excited because this, this is cool. This was a week of answered prayers. And if you don't mind me sharing with you, uh, a few answered prayers, um, and I even, you know, I'm, 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 I'm so excited to talk about answered prayer because I think it's just the biggest blessing that you could have is having your prayers answered from the the Lord directly and clearly. Um, and they don't answers to prayers don't always come fast, so it's just extra icing on the top when they come, extremely, extremely swift. No greater blessing, in my opinion. Than, a, than an answered prayer. Just personally, I just absolutely love that. You just hear him from God, you know? And so it's just it's just awesome when he, and when I say hear from him, I don't mean I heard a voice. <laughs> I, I, I mean, when you hear from him just through the way that he operates in your life, however that plays out. It's just, I love when God answers my prayers. And I just want to share a few. This week for me has just been a week of answered prayers. And I'll start with, as as a as an actor who uncompromises, you know, or, or who uncompromises, that sounds weird. As as an actor who tries to lead an uncompromising career, um, you have to turn down a lot of things. You know, you have to say no to some projects, and um, sometimes you can feel limited. And but it has been my experience over the last oh, shoot twelve years or so that um, the Lord blesses with what he wants you to do when you do that. And I love, I love how he does that. I say no to something that I know will compromise my faith. And then he turns around and gives me something amazing that I can do that does not compromise my faith. And in fact, brings him much glory. And so I love that. Um, that has happened to me so many times. And the latest example of that is, again, my uh, co-leading role in Vindication. And um, and what I mean by co-leading is this, there's a, there's, there, this is a, more of an ensemble cast um, and, um, you know, there's the lead with Todd, Todd Terry and, uh, and then the rest of us just kind of support that, you know, and I'm one of those, uh, supporting characters on Vindication recurring. I'll be a part of season two. And I'm really excited about that with season two coming out pretty soon. But then I also just got blessed with another TV role, which is more of a lead role in a show called The Watchers that you will be hearing more about. And I shoot that this year, you know, so two TV shows, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, again, my prayer is always, Lord, please give me the projects you want me to have and keep away from me the projects you don't want me to have. And I don't care how much they offer me. I don't care how much notoriety, fame, any of that. I'll just say no, uh, according to your will and your purposes. And boom, you know, I got two TV shows, you know, and 
And so it's just it's just fantastic. Um, I'm going to keep the answer prayers going. Uh, last week, okay, so I did a show last week, April 15th, was um, the, basically, if you want to call it the anniversary of the day that my mother passed away from COVID-19. And it just so happened to be where my, my show was going to gonna drop. And, and I just wanted the strength to be able to do a show about grief. And the Lord blessed. I was able to bring my wife on and I was able to bring Shannon Fields on. And uh, all of us have lost someone. You know, my, my wife lost her, her dad in 08. So uh, she's like the veteran between the three of us in terms of dealing with the grief. And then uh, my, uh, uh, my friend Shannon uh, lost her husband not too long ago, like about a month ago, just over maybe five weeks ago. So, you know, she is the freshest with feeling this. And then I lost my mother last year. We got a chance to talk about grief and how to grieve biblically. And uh, it, it, from what I'm hearing, it blessed so many. So God answered my prayer and just giving me the strength to be able to get through that and dedicate that to her. And then my, my mother's birthday was April 9th, uh, which was a week before she passed. So um, it's just getting through that period. The Lord blessed and continue to give me the strength and peace to just keep serving him, keep talking about him and uh, keep using all of this to just bring him glory. And uh, so, again, answer prayer. Um, you know, I just relocated here to Texas and this was a temporary uh, situation in terms of where we live. And we've just been praying to God about where to be and where to live and, you know, where to make home. And uh, the Lord has blessed with that, you know. And so um, it's 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 a situation where we're so unfamiliar. It was so kind of weird to come out here. I've never lived in Texas, uh, but he has given me uh, two amazing friends who live here to kind of help me to to navigate the terrain and figure out where um you know, I can settle down temporarily until we get to where the Lord wants us. And he has revealed where he wants us to be. So again, that, that may seem small and significant, but the point is these are answered prayers. You know, I asked the Lord to show me where he wants me to be. And, and he has certainly shown me that all the way from even motivating me to relocate to Texas. You know, this was a tough thing to do to come out of, uh, come out of uh, Southern California. And, um, but prayers made it very, very clear what we should do. And that prayer process has continued even here in Texas. And he's just showing us exactly where he wants us to be. So just very, very excited about that. And then the, the uh, my brother's keeper, my brother's keeper, as you know, released not too long ago. And with some, you know, theater issues and with the COVID issues, it hasn't been able to spread across the country as some of my other previous films have done so that everybody can see them. And I have so many people saying, man, how can I see my brother's keeper? I wish I could see my brother's keeper. And, and I I don't have answers for them, you know, simply because, or it might be you, you're listening like, hey, yeah, I'm one of those people. <laughs> and I, I don't have answers for you just because it's just you can't control COVID and, you know, you can't control what theaters do. So we, we're kind of at the mercy of whatever they choose to do. So a lot of people haven't seen it. And uh, such a great film. And, and I'm not saying it just because I'm in it. I'm saying it because uh, just what I'm hearing from people. And and I've been to some premieres that were done out in uh, Georgia and just watched the reaction from the theaters and that for the, you know, the the theaters that we were able to see it and show it in. And I was just like, man, I wish everybody could feel this. And I've just been praying up like, you know, Lord, just whoever's supposed to see this, please allow them to see it um, in any way, shape or form. And uh, well, my brother's keepers coming out on uh, digital and DVD May 11th. So everybody will get a chance to see it. And then now I know whoever is supposed to see it 
we'll see it. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's an answer prayer. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, DVD and digital May 11th. If you just look, kind of, uh, look it up online or, or go to mbkfilm.com, you'll be able to see uh, the information on that. And of course, I'll be talking about it over the next few days and stuff and weeks. And, and so I'm really excited about that. And then uh, look at me. I'm just rolling with the blessings. I told y'all this was a week of answered prayer. Like I could do the whole show on this, but I do have something I want to get to. <laughs> but uh, my daughter turned 19 this past Monday, um, April 19th. She is 19 years old and just a beautiful young lady who is who is really coming into her own. Um, and she she knows Jesus. She loves Jesus. And that is just that's my answer prayer is that, that my my daughter, as she comes into her young adulthood, uh, just will love the Lord. You know, don't have to force her to study about him and, and follow him and trust him. Um, and she's just 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 beautiful, just so talented. And she's willing to give her gifts to the Lord. Sometimes that can be a struggle for for teens. And uh, it's just I'm watching who she is and what she's become. And it is a huge blessing. I almost came to tears just telling her how proud I am of her and who she is and who she's become and and just letting that develop on its own. That was probably the hardest part for me as a dad is just let her develop that on her own, on God's timing. And um, it took me, you know, beating my head in to just <laughs> to just trust God with my little girl who is is, is growing up into a, a pretty solid and awesome young woman. But uh, that's an answer prayer, man. I prayed for her before she was born that she would be just who she's coming uh, into being. So answer prayer, man. And so that happened this week. And then finally, um, you know, there's, you know, there's some things that I've had to say no to, you know, some, some answer prayers isn't, isn't the most uh, comfortable thing sometimes um, because you have to maybe do something you don't want to do. And there was a, a movie offer that I had and I had to say no to it uh, just because it just didn't fit. But again, even with things that seem common sense, like, oh, it's another movie role. I love acting, so I'm going to do it. Well, answer prayer said, uh, no, it wasn't for you. So, you know, I took my time. I prayed about it and uh, it wasn't for me. So, you know, that wasn't a role that I took, but I felt good because it was an, an answer prayer. And so, you know, that may seem, you know, small, like, hey, just we're just talking about a movie role here. But no, I... It is. It means so much to me when the Lord answers my prayers, and He answered my prayer about you know whether or not I should do it, and and um, I it the beauty of it and the awesomeness of it is just the Lord speaking clearly to you through your prayers, through Scripture, you know, through other people, through circumstances, and so again, I I hope that <laughs> the fact that I was able to spend the first few minutes of this podcast just talking about answered prayer. Um, I would encourage you to just really pay attention and, and kind of kind of chart down your prayers. You know, I list my answer prayers. I have a, you know, you guys know I have a war room, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, it's kind of what I'm known for a little bit, but I have a, I have a war room, a real one. And, you know, I, I, I have my prayers all on my board. And I also like to list my answer prayers. And this these are, that's what I'm doing for you guys. I'm just showing you. It's so inspiring. And you can remember this, you know, you can remember this as you go through your life and you go through your days and your hours and your minutes. And if it ever gets to a point where you feel like, man, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can get through this or if the Lord cares or just look at all these answered prayers because I have just been flooded with them. And um, they're, they, they, it's a wide variety. 
you know, um, some things I want, some things I need, something, but the Lord is purposeful. It all comes down to his purposes. And I accept that. So uh, I'm just really, really encouraged. And that leads me right into my topic uh, for today. You know, I just, I just want to talk to you guys about being sure of your calling. And when people talk about your calling, it's just a, a, a biblical spiritual way of saying doing what the Lord has made you to do, doing what the Lord has designed you to do. Now we're back talking about that word purpose, which, you know, I'm very, very big on fulfilling your God given purpose. And um, the thing to focus on is just being sure. I think a lot of people know, or I don't want to say a lot of people, many people know that your purpose is found in Jesus Christ. I talk about that all the time. Your purpose, your purpose, your God-given purpose, this is what God made you to do. So our common sense will tell us that we can just ask him about that. God, what did you make me to do? So even, even though it can be difficult for people to even come to that point, at some point they find the faith and uh, courage to just ask, the simple process of asking. So then that's some, that can feel easy to at least ask. The, the, the hard part now is to determine how you're getting your answer. And this is, this is one of the first questions that I always get is how can you know your purpose? And I always say, ask God. It's very simple. James 1.5, if you lack, lack wisdom, you can ask God. So if you don't, if you're unwise about your purpose, ask God, keep it simple. People say, okay, so then they go and they ask. Now the thing is, well, how do I know what he's saying? And I find that to be, it, it isn't always the easiest thing to discern, but it is fairly simple, but it doesn't allow you to try to determine this and, and figure it all out on your own and leaning to your own human understanding. This is where it gets, it can get very, very difficult if that's the approach that you take. This is why I led with answer prayer, because prayer will be key. And talk basically talk. What is prayer? Talking to God, talking to God, asking questions, being humble in your heart, and through that you will be able to be sure of your calling. Being sure, like, and and the reason you want to be sure of your calling because in life there are some good things you can do. You know, there are some good things you can do. Well, the only thing that's on top of doing something good will be doing something great, right? And then the only thing on top of doing something great will be doing something better. And then the only thing that will top that is doing something that's the best. And it's just like, look at good, better, best. And the only, and then it's like, okay, after doing your best, there's nothing that you can do. Well, a lot of times we think our do, we're doing our best, but we could be doing our best with the wrong thing. So the only thing better than doing good or doing great or doing better or doing your best is doing what you were made to do, doing your purpose, doing the God led thing. So you don't want to you want to pray. There may be something good. There may be something better. There may be something that you think is the best. There may be something you think is great or, you know, all. But what did God call you to do? And these can be hard to de determine and discern, you know, how how are you going to know if there's something good, it's going to feel good and you're going to do it. If there's something better, it's going to feel good. If there's the best thing, it's going to feel good. I'm doing my best. I'm doing, you got to, and then you, you, it's hard sometimes to tell the right thing um, when it comes to good and God, this is a good thing here, but is it the God thing? Like, is it, is it the, is it the plan that he has for your life? So this is what makes it hard about being sure of your calling. It's easy to look at something that's bad or sinful and be like that. I am not called to do that. But what happens when it's good or great or better or best, right? These positive things. So 
that's what today's you know topic is about. Just how how can you be sure? We have an awesome example in scripture about how to be sure. And it's found in Matthew. I mean, there are tons of examples, but I want to center on this one because it really, really fits what we're talking about. And it's found in Matthew. And so this is this is this is one of those podcasts where I get to teach a little bit. <laughs> and I got my Bible right here and I get excited when I get to teach a little bit. Um so it's found in Matthew uh, chapter 14, and it starts at verse 22. It's 22 through 32. This is that whole scenario where um, after Jesus had fed the 5,000, um, he goes on, and I'm going to pick it up from 22. This is right after he had done that, that miracle, and all the disciples had saw him do that. So let's pick this up, and you're going to see, I want to show you, and I'm going to also, I'm going to parallel this with with an event in my own life um, about how I was being made sure of my calling, how I did that. And this, and, and Peter's experience is much the same. And it's a great example for all of us. So I'll pull all that together pretty quickly here and straightforward. That's what I love about scripture. So let's check this out. Let's just see how this works because it works like this in our life a lot, being sure of the calling. So let's look at verse 22. If you read 22, it's going to say, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So he sent the disciples away. Now you already see right away, this is this is Jesus. He's in control. He decides to send the disciples away uh, even before he left. So he's Jesus is just dismissing the crowd. He sent the disciples away. Um, after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. So now he's separate from the disciples. Sent them ahead. He went in a different direction, went to go pray. Then it says, when the evening came, he was there alone. So Jesus was alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the winds was against it. Now we're going to pause here for a second and just, we're going to look at this as this is, this is all the setup here. And this is important to know that the situation that the disciples are in, remember, they're on a boat and they're drifting off into, into the, the water. They're, they're going away from the land. Jesus is in a whole different place praying. He sent the disciples ahead all by his own choice. He knew he was doing this. So do you think that the storms and the winds when they started, that that was shocking to God, that he didn't know that, or shocking to Jesus, I should say, that he didn't know that this was going to happen? Of course he did. We know Jesus knows everything. So he sent them ahead and he knew the storms and the winds would start. You know, the winds and everything pushing against the boat. None of that surprised God. So we already know he's in control of this situation that his followers are going into, right? Keep that in mind that this is things that are setting up. Because now, you know, I look at I look at uh, my setup. Because remember, I told you I'm going to parallel this with something that happened with me. So we all know I entered into acting in, in 2008 uh, after seeing the movie Fireproof. I prayed and asked God, I said, I love this movie. It inspires me. Um, I'm in the theater. Everybody here is inspired. This inspires me. I think that this is what you may be calling me to do, this whole acting thing. And I said, I'm going to pray about it. And I said, you know, who made this movie? I was talking to my wife. We were in the theater together. And my wife said, the Kendrick Brothers made this movie. I said, well, I'm going to pray about working with the Kendrick Brothers. Everybody knows my story, right? I ended up working with the Kendrick Brothers. We do the movie Courageous. And... Uh, Courageous opens up at number four in the country. So now I'm, I I have been seen pretty widely in this role. So people have seen me. People in Hollywood have seen me. People have seen. So this was my setup. Now, I didn't know 
that this setup was happening. But of course, none of this surprised Jesus. None of this surprised God. For me, this this is his design. This is my setup. So keep that in mind. So just like Jesus pushed the disciples off in in ahead and then this storm is going to come, that didn't surprise Jesus. Just like uh, when I did my film and you know, people got a chance to see me act and see what I could do. That was my setup. All right. So let's jump back in scripture. Verse 25 says, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Right. So imagine that, first of all, Um, it says when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They said, it's a ghost. They, they said, um, you know, it's a ghost, and they cried out in fear. So let's pause there for a second. Obviously, it's just it's as plain as day. This is Jesus coming out to them. They couldn't recognize that it was Jesus. So they started to put their own spin on it in terms of what they understood it to be or what they thought it was naturally. And I, I could see that. I would do the same thing. It's a ghost. You know, there's things floating across the water, and they cried out in fear, so they're scared. They couldn't recognize wh- who, who Jesus was at the moment, and they cried out in fear. This is the same thing that I did with my situation. Because remember the setup, right? God set me up in such a way where everybody could see me act. Well, I got a call from Hollywood from an agent. This is how I even ended up in Southern California, but I got to back up a little bit. They called me. I was living in Louisville, Kentucky at the time when I um, got the call from Hollywood. They seen my film and they asked me to come out to Hollywood so that I can be an actor out there. I did the same thing the disciples did. I said, man, that's the devil. (laughs) I said, that's the devil. Because here I am in Louisville, Kentucky. I am running a personal training business and I'm doing well. I'm taking care of my family. I'm volunteering at my church and I'm doing some great things in the community. I'm growing strongly in my faith. I got a great prayer attitude. I'm raising up my children. And all of a sudden you want me to give up everything I own and come out to Hollywood where there is nothing in my mind that would make me think that that would be of God in any way, shape, or form. And I heard all the Hollywood rumors and everything, so I'm just like, I didn't see this as being God calling me to do this in the beginning. I saw it as the devil. <laughs> I saw it as temptation. And I, so just like the disciples, man, they 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 see Jesus. It's Jesus. Well, they, they see what is actually Jesus, but they can't make it out to be him. So they put their own understanding on it. That's a ghost. And they got scared. And I was the same way. It was Satan. And I got scared and nervous. There was no way I was going to consider going out to Hollywood to start acting. And that's how we can be sometimes when we don't necessarily recognize something. And if we just leave it to our own understanding, we can make a misjudgment. You know, that's why prayer is important. This would be a time where you definitely need to pray about what is actually in front of you. What are you seeing in your life? You want to pray. And that's how you can authenticate things. So here we go. Let's move. Let's keep moving. Verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Let's pause there. So let's go back. Once the disciples saw that it was or thought it was a ghost, they didn't just react. They didn't act on that fear in terms of like running or hiding or they cried out in fear. Right. So they 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 made it known that they were afraid. Jesus 
heard this and immediately he responded and told her, hey, take care, take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. That is what I did with my situation when it came to this acting thing. When when they came at me from Hollywood about coming out there, I put all of that in prayer because I wanted to authenticate the calling. And that's what we're talking about, being sure of your calling. That's another way of saying that is just to authenticate it. You believe it might be God or you or you're wondering if it's God, you know, whatever you give it to him and ask him to authenticate it, you know, make make cry out to him in prayer. And that's what I did. I took this whole situation. And I gave it to God. And I said and I was hesitant to do that at first because it just made sense to me that God wouldn't want me out there. It doesn't make any sense. But, I, but even my wife encouraged me and we encouraged each other that I should pray about it. And I prayed about it. I cried out to the Lord, like, Lord, I can't get this thing off my mind. I don't really know if this is you or not, or if this is just me, you know, wanting to be some kind of known actor. I don't want to get caught up in that. Is this you? And in the same way, he's like, take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. And there were several circumstances that showed me that it was him because I'm like, okay, Lord, if this is you, make sense of my current situation. You know, um, and I had about 11 or so different things. And I write about this stuff in my book called The Pursuit, by the way, if anybody want to read this story. But I, I, I list all these things and issues that make it not make sense for me to go to Hollywood. And I said, Lord, you just got to show me how to deal with these in, with integrity. I mean, we're talking about, you know, I... I'm a personal trainer. I have sessions that I owe to people. I have all this equipment that I bought. That would be irresponsible. It's like $10,000 worth of equipment. I have I have like years left on my lease here for this building that I'm using to run my facility. It's just so many different things here. Plus, how would I take care of my family if I went out to Hollywood? I don't have any connections out there. I don't have any, you know, uh, acting, um, what you call it? Uh, I can't, I should know this. I am in classes. <laughs> I hadn't taken any acting classes and stuff. So I just didn't feel like I was equipped. And I had all of these issues. And I just asked the Lord to make it plain for me. And he started to eliminate all of the roadblocks to show me that it was him. He's the one calling me to Hollywood and to not be afraid. And so that's how it all played out the same way. And, and notice Jesus did it immediately because he had a purpose for these for these uh, guys, his followers, and they needed to know. So he immediately took that fear away. And the same thing with me. He ran through all of my roadblocks to help me see that it was him. But he didn't show me everything. He didn't show me everything um, because then there would be no need to have faith. And we know that God, you know, this whole thing operates through faith. If he had shown me everything was going to be okay, like from top to bottom, then I would be going on proof. I wouldn't be going on faith. And so let that, it's funny, as we continue in scripture, you're going to see where Peter runs into this. So, so again, what we just got through was just the part about the authenticating of the calling where he yelled out like, uh, I'm scared, it's a ghost, I don't know what this is. And then Jesus is like, no, it's me, take courage, it's I, don't be afraid. So now the calling is sure. And so he, let's get back in scripture. We're gonna see that, G, that Peter now knows it's Jesus. So let's look. So he continues, this is Peter authenticating the calling. Continue, he's continuing with that. He says, well, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to you on the water. And then Jesus says, come. So this was the authentication, because once Peter got that, he was like, oh, it's on. He climbed out the boat and get to walking. And so that's the whole point of look, look at the courage and the boldness that you get once you know 
that it's Jesus. Once you know that it's God calling you, because I did the exact same thing. Once I, once the Lord started knocking down these things, I'm like, okay, it's time to go. I, I, uh, Sold all the equipment that I had. Um, we turned over the lease to somebody else. You know, we, uh, the people who I owed sessions to, the Lord used them to help me to know that the calling was authentic because they said, forget the sessions. You're going to need that money anyway. You're going off to no man's land to do what you need to do. Take it with you. We're behind you. You know, so I I felt like the calling was authentic. And I'm like, okay, this is the Lord. We, I got to go. Next thing I know, it's just me, my wife, my two children, my dog, and we're we jump in the caravan and we we're off of 33 hours to Southern California to start this this acting career. So that was in much the same way. Peter got down out of the boat and started to walk on the water and he came towards Jesus. He is running towards his purpose, doing what he's supposed to do. I was doing the same thing. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. But then it gets interesting because it says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And then he began to sink. Now, I know we're all familiar with this story, but here's the thing I want to tell you. The wind and he got afraid. This is not of God because Jesus told him to get out of the boat, come on, walk. And Peter was actually getting it done. That's the Jesus part. That's the God part. That's the purpose part. It was getting done. The thing is, is when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he gets afraid because now he's realizing what he's doing, where he is. And then the moment became too big for him. And he started to sink and started to go down because he's losing faith whether it's faith of, of being adequate enough, faith that he will make it. Maybe he's doubting again that that was actually Jesus, just whatever it is. Once he started doubting the calling, he became completely ineffective and everything just started going downhill. And that's the same thing with me. When I stepped out, now you don't know. The thing that started to pop through my head was, yeah, Jesus, Jesus showed me, you know, God showed me, the Holy Spirit showed me everything enough to make me go on this journey to Hollywood. But man, when I get there, I don't even have a home. I don't have connections. I don't have, and I just started going, th- going through all the things I don't have. And I started thinking about all the big name actors that are out there. And, you know, you, you start hearing about how people don't really go for Jesus out there and they're not going to cast you and just all these different things. And not to mention, I, I don't even know where I'm going to work. How am I going to take care of my family? And I started to have doubts and I started to have some, some fear. And this is me taking my eyes off of all the things that God had shown me that even made me do what I was doing. I mean, here I am in my vehicle with a dog, two kids and my wife, and and that's it. And the clothes on my back. I had gotten rid of everything else where I was living, all of that, all that's left behind. And now I'm in Southern California and 
no one wanted to cast me for anything at first. <laughs> and so it was just so quiet there for me. And I'm just like, that's when the fear kicks in. And Satan is behind that. That is not God. That is not God when there are things that come your way to make you take your eyes off your purpose, that you start doubting because you, what happened to Peter? He started to sink. If he could, he would have ran back to the boat. You know, like you started to give up on your purpose. That is not, that is not of God. When, when, to, to get you to take your eyes off things, that's Satan. So let's get back to Peter. What did he do? How did he respond to this? How did he, re, how did he react to this? Because God certainly didn't, is not the God of fear. He doesn't give us a spirit of fear. So we know where that came from. That was Satan. You know, that's, that's the humanness, the, 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 our, our, our humanism in us. There's a word for you, humanism. I don't even know if it's a real word, but I know y'all get the point. That's the, that's the human part of us that, that, you know, succumbs to the fear and stuff. So Peter cried out to the Lord, save me. Period. He's like, I, save me. Now notice at that point, the Lord, you know, Jesus didn't judge him. The, Jesus, you know, he, Jesus knows this is a lack of faith and everything and that he took his eyes off what he was doing and, and, and let uh, fear and doubt creep in and mess up what was going down. Um, but, a, but a great lesson was learned here because I, I tend to think, what if Jesus would have, would have you know, g- given him a break? He, he feels the fear, but he still let Peter continue the walk, even with that fear. Because a lot of times we think that what, what Jesus wants us to do in life doesn't matter. We can do it our way. That Jesus get that Peter can 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 look around and get doubtful and 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 feel fear and feel all those things and then Jesus is gonna be like it's okay just keep walking you got it and then Peter still walks and gets there anyway. Well, see that doesn't grow Peter's faith. That doesn't teach Peter a lesson. Jesus wanted to teach Peter a lesson and he did. He allowed him to feel what happens when you have fear and doubt of of your calling of, of who I am and when especially when you know I've told you to do something. You need to do it in faith and so you can have the courage and strength and trust Jesus. Because if he would have blessed Peter to do that amazing miracle, whether whether or not Peter had faith, that wouldn't have taught Peter anything. He would not have grown into the Peter that we know in scripture. So Jesus allowed him to, to, to sing. Jesus allowed him to, because you know, Peter was doing the miracle through Jesus. So, you know, Jesus allowed him to not be able to perform that miracle. He started to sink. So then Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And this is so cool because the Bible always talks about how like and when we're following Christ, we might stumble, but he will never let us fall. The bottom line is he knows how much we need to um, be disciplined so that we can learn our lessons. He caught him and then he picked him up and said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And that reminds me of of, of my situation. Uh, when I When I got you know, fearful of making it out in Hollywood, I I actually stopped pursuing work in the industry for a little while. And I just started running, looking for any job I could find. And this is, this is because I felt like I wasn't, no one was going to pick me. No one was going to sign me. I I, got to get a job. And my common sense told me to go and get a job. And I found a job leading a large ministry at a church. And the thing about this is there was, there was like a thousand kids here and I'm leading all of them. And this is a a full-time job where it doesn't really lend itself to a whole bunch of running back and forth to Hollywood. So now that is where my commitment really just kind of just took over. You know, it's like I there was a lot of auditioning and things I wasn't doing because I was dealing with, uh, you know, all of these kids. And that was my responsibility. 
So this is right around the time that you know the the whole heat on War Room started to really heat up in terms of of me being cast for that role. In you know officially, I had had uh, rumblings about it. I had had verbal commitments about it, but nothing official just yet. And so for me though, the 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 fear that Peter had when he started to sink. For me, that's what it was in Hollywood. I, I kind of had fear and I just shrunk away and started to sink in terms of my acting career. I just went to work. I just went to this regular job. And so I'm working at and I started to feel more secure. But then immediately, <laughs> after after uh, a, a few months of doing this job, the position end up, ends up getting canceled, even though I was doing a good job and I was let go. I couldn't understand it for the life of me. And even more fear crept in. I'm like, man, now I don't have a job. I can't take care of my family. I don't understand. This position gets canceled all of a sudden out of the blue. You know, when someone tells you you did a good job, but we got to let you go, that makes no sense to me. So I'm, I'm driving home. I've got fear. I don't know how I'm explaining this to my wife. You know, I had just been evaluated. You know how you get your your end of the year evaluations? Because I had I have gotten through my first full year working here. Hadn't done much acting, but I, you know, I hadn't done really any acting through that period. But I, I, uh, I think I had like one project that whole time, just one. All the rest of the time, I was, um, you know, working with the kids. So really, I wasn't doing fully what God had called me to do all the way. You know, there was a mission to be accomplished. But I, like I said, fear got me into the workplace, and I felt comfortable there. Um, so I'm now. Nah, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that security. And I'm driving home. It was about an hour later. I got a phone call from Alex Kendrick, and he told me, we want to officially offer you the role of Tony Jordan in the movie War Room. Are you free? I'm going to need you for the whole summer. Can you do it? And <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm like, my schedule just opened up, Alex, to be honest with you. <laughs> because here's the deal. This is Jesus reaching out his hand and catching me. Because... I didn't have I didn't I didn't have necessarily the the faith and comfort to keep pursuing acting 24 hours a day and not have money to take care of my family. So, had the Kendrick brothers approached me with that offer at a time where I'm running a ministry with a thousand people, literally, I'm not exaggerating that. At times it was more than a thousand. Sometimes there were 1200 students at our ministry. And this was a day in day out job. I am not sure. In fact, I was stressing over it when I even when I was when it was getting close to me even having a chance to do this. If I was to go to the pastor of that church at the time and request ninety to one hundred and twenty days away to shoot a film, who's I was running a ministry that had a team of about twelve people underneath me. It was just, it was like a, it was like its own church of twelve hundred. So what what would probably have happened was I would I might have turned down the role of Tony Jordan thinking that that's the thing that God wanted me to do and thinking and having fear that if I would leave the church job for this temporary acting job, when all that money ran out from that, I'd be left with nothing. So all of that would have been in my head. And the Lord, I'm sure he knew, for sure he knew because he eliminated me from that place. I don't even look at the church as stopping that. I look at God stopping that. That was his way of actually reaching out and catching me and saying, why you get, why you have so, so such little faith? Why did you doubt? And so that's, that's, for me, I accepted that role of Tony Jordan. And as you know, the rest is history. And I'll get to that in a second. So it says, and when they climbed into the boat, 
the wind died down. So remember, this the wind never surprised Jesus. So it was almost like the lesson was over. You know, Jesus needed to teach Peter something and he did. And, and all the disciples were there too, because then it says, uh, when those who were in the boat, whoever was in the, wh- whoever was all in the boat, if all the disciples were there, but whoever said, then those who were in the boat worshiped him, talking about Jesus, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So all that whole process ended with Jesus getting so much glory and being worshiped by everyone that was in the boat. And for me, when Jesus reached out and he caught me and uh, helped me to accept this role and explained to me just to have faith in the process, I got you. Because like I said, you can't make that up. I had just got let go. I didn't even get an hour to think about what had happened. And then now I am the lead character in War Room and having no clue what that movie would turn out to be. We go and shoot it that summer, uh, the summer of uh, 2014, and it comes out in 2015. And one day I wake up after this releases, two weeks later, in fact, in the number one movie in America, War Room. And I'm the lead in that. And everybody is talking about Jesus and prayer. And much like all the disciples who were in the boat, everybody around was worshiping Jesus. Everybody, like everybody had, there was just, just to be more accurate, because we know everybody in the world doesn't buy into who Jesus is. But this is what I will tell you. So many people in Hollywood were celebrating this film, whether they wanted to or not. Because in Hollywood, you got to cover the number one film in America. It's just, you just, that's just part of the culture. You have to cover it. And even if you don't like Jesus, you had to, you had to cover it that week and be excited about it. And at times it was really funny to watch people probably <laughs> interviewing me and, and bringing me in about this film, whether they wanted to or not. But uh, all I know is all for, for a few weeks, people were talking about Jesus and prayer in Hollywood. It was the number one movie in America. And it, and what, there were probably people, because there were some people who come up to me and would tell me how amazing it was. And, and they looked at Christ in a different way. But there are probably so many stories that I never heard because I never, I, you don't get to see everybody. But I can tell you this, that movie going number one and, and Jesus Christ being a talk of the town because you have to to evaluate the movie. That was I was able to say, I know in my interviews, I was able to say, truly, truly, God is in control. And you have no idea how many people might have said, truly, Jesus is the son of God. You don't know how many people that that through that experience they were led to believe and become um, Christ followers or get on that road to wanting to know more about this God, you know, who I follow, who I am acknowledging and honoring. And I got to talk about my career and being uncompromised. And, and most people didn't know me. So when they looked me up, they never saw anything dirty. They saw my road. They saw my road that I took to get to where I am. And that brought God much glory, you know? Um, so, I hope y'all are getting where I'm coming from. I love uh, reading this, and this is this came out of my morning Bible study. Read the Bible every morning, and I just saw how Peter authenticated the calling. You know, it started off with he was called to do something. He went to try to do it. Human human life and Satan and fear and all of that got got him scared, and he lost faith. Took his eyes off of what Jesus called him to do. He started to sink. Jesus comes. And, and has grace and, and it was part of the lesson, rescues him and lets him know that your faith made you sink. It wasn't that you couldn't do it. It's because you took your eyes off me. And, you know, that's the lesson that we can learn from this. 
he talked to God throughout the whole thing and God guided him through and he became stronger for it. You want to know what God has called you to do? Ask him, ask him. When things aren't un, are unclear to you and, and, and they make you afraid or don't call it what you think it is, ask God to show you what it is. And when you go to authenticate your calling so that you can be sure of it and you see that it is what God wants you to do and he's in the lead, that's the point where don't worry about where you're going. Just make sure you know who's leading and you know Jesus is leading. Now it's time to go, like he said to Peter, take courage. It's me. Let's go. And you go. Now, when you're doing that, you're going, you're, you're following Jesus and his goal is for you to make disciples and honor him. Satan is not going to want to see you do that. So then that is where he's going to try to have you take your eyes off of your leader. And that's why you always see me use that hashtag on social media, hashtag eyes fixed. And I got the arrow in the bullseye there, hashtag eyes fixed, because that's based off uh, Hebrews 12 too. And keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. He's got your purpose. Uh, purpose. He's the he's the he's he's the one that's leading it. And you keep as long as you keep your eyes on him, you won't be sinking. You know, when you have doubts and fears, give them to the Lord the way Peter did, and Jesus will help you out. He'll hold you up. And so that's the whole key when it comes to purpose. Ask God what it is, and then keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, and let Him lead you through it. And if you're confused about what's going on or, or if you're hearing him right, authenticate the calling through prayer. Be sure of your calling by asking God to help you to be sure. So we'll end with a simple prayer that you can do. I always say this when it comes to anything coming in my life, because like I said, remember we talked about good, better and best and, and great and all of that. And those are pleasurable things. So it's hard to tell if it's God or not. This is why you say, Lord, I've asked you what my what my calling is, and and, and I want to authenticate that. I want, I want to be sure that that it's you speaking, not just a good idea or a great idea or a better idea or awesome idea. It's just you, not something that feels good. So, Lord, show me what you want me to do. Eliminate anything in my life that is not of you, and only um, give give me the desire to pursue the things that are of you that line up with your purposes for my life. Shut the door on anything that is not of you in my life and open the door for the things that are of you that you want me to do and give me the discernment and wisdom that James 1.5 wisdom. Give me that so I can know the difference between, thing, between things that are good, that are great, that are best and better and what is of you so that I don't, I don't get caught up in nice, cool, good feeling things versus what you made me to do. So show me what you want me to do. Help me to and make it plain so that I know it's you so that I can take the courage and go and then give me the courage and discernment to know that I'm, I'm reading you the right way, that I'm hearing you the right way so that I can fulfill my God-given purpose in life. So I truly hope that this helped you today. Uh, it blessed me. I hope it blessed you. I really do. And this is what it's all about. Just living life from a biblical perspective. That is what the TCS Live show is all about. Thank you all for rolling with me this week and, and all the other weeks in the prior episodes. If you haven't checked them out, please go back and listen to them. And I hope to see you all next week on the TCS Live show for another round. God bless you guys. Be careful out there. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.